Co-creation is at its best when you are confident, creative, and aware. So, who are you co-creating with and what are you creating? Hello, hello, this is Lara Preka. So glad you're here with me today because this is a very important topic. Have you ever felt as if you were with a friend or a coworker or a boss or a spouse or a child or a parent and you felt like, you know, you're just kind of going along with stuff, but they were kind of bossy. Everything was going their way. Mm. Or the contrary, have you ever been in a situation where you were the one making all the decisions, doing all the things, the one always picking up the phone, and you start to wear on you, it starts to wear on you, and you say to yourself, why am I doing everything? Well, you are in for a good bit of learning because either of those is not co-creating at its best. It's kind of either just tagging along or being the one doing all the work. And the truth is, every interaction you are in, every collaboration, if you are an affiliate or you have colleagues or you have a family, you're co-creating with others. The question is, how well are you doing it? (laughs) So let's dive into that so that you can be more powerful and live your best life now. I would be remiss if I didn't bring this up before we get started because this is underlying every podcast episode you listen to in this whole series. And we are now on uh, season eight. So we have been alive for a long time, helping many, many people. We have 2,000 regular listeners, and you are one of them. So welcome for being here. Why do some people succeed while most do not? All right, 3%, they say, of the population really feels like they have succeeded in their life, all their goals, and they really, you know, by the end of it, (laughs) felt that they really did a good job. Why is that? What happened to the other 97%? Well, I'll tell you right now, because we all struggle with this. If you are a lifelong learner, you are getting out of that and into that 3%. And it is conditioning. Conditioning, when you're young, You're like an open vessel. You listen to your parents as if they were gods, your teachers. Society tells you what to do, tells you stop at that red light in the middle of the night, even though there's no one around. How many times have you looked around at a stop sign or a red light very late at night in the wee hours of the morning and thought, why am I waiting? There's nobody around. We are conditioned, my friend. We're conditioned to follow the rules, do as we're told, not step out and be bold and brave. And it's okay in some situations. Obviously, we don't want people running red lights, especially when there are others around. (laughs) But our conditioning can cause us trouble because it means we're not thinking. And you want to be a critical thinker because that's how you can become hashtag vibrant by taking control of your life and being in charge of what you do and don't do. So why, you want to know, do some people succeed while most do not? And I say it's conditioning, but here's the caveat. You can learn to take a look at your conditioning, and here's how. Number one, become aware. In the first place, if you're not aware that you're just kind of going with the flow and doing things that you haven't even wanted to do or decided to do and believing things that you don't even really want to believe, it's because of conditioning. So the first thing is to become aware. Once you're aware that this is going on, you're able to take the next step, which is, drum roll please, get rid of your BS. You heard me, your belief system. Get rid of that belief system that has you thinking the wrong thoughts 
and believing the wrong beliefs. A belief is just a thought that you keep thinking. So you can change them by changing your thoughts. Number three, get good at reconnecting to your true self. The part of you that never changes. The part of you that's really you. The you that is standing at the helm, controlling your body, your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings, which direction you'll go, what decisions you'll make, and what you'll do each morning when you get out of bed. Get in control of that true self, that inner part of you. Not your personality, that's been shaped by the environment and the people around you and your response to it. Not your um, how good your self-esteem is because of people telling you how great you are or how bad you are. None of that. The true you, the real you inside that was there when you were three years old, that's there now, that'll be there with you when you are whatever age you get to however old you become. That's the real you and that's the part of you that I want you to reconnect with. So now that we got that out of the way, we're going to do those three things. Become aware, get rid of your BS. And I know what you're thinking when I say that, but it is your belief system and it also is BS, let's face it. <laughs> and then to get good at reconnecting with your true self. So our topic this time is co-creation. Co-creation at its best. How can we do this? How can we have our best lives now? Because we don't live alone, uh, secluded from the world. No man is an island, especially now. We live in a global community where everything is interconnected. You're probably eating something today that was um, grown and shipped to you from far away. And while that may sound sad, there are some good parts to the globalization, many good parts. In other words, you may be getting some products that you can't uh, source locally. And they're inexpensive because of the way we have set things up with everyone kind of sharing globally the good things we have and the prices we have. So it's not all bad. It is what it is. And so how do we co-create? Because we know we're going to be co-creating in this world of ours now. One way people co-create is collaboration. You collaborate with someone, you work together to create a project or do an activity at your job, your work, with your children. When you go to the park to play with your children, you are co-creating. You are co-creating that game that you play with them when you teach them the rules and let them win sometimes when they're very young and then stop letting them win as they get older. <laughs> you are co-creating with your affiliates. Are there people that you do favors for them and they reimburse you in some manner, maybe do favors for you? Do you have colleagues at work or even in your neighborhood? Are there neighbors who you do things together? Not just play, but also work. Sometimes we do uh, community projects together and help each other. What about a parent? Are your parents still alive? Then when you get together with them, you are co-creating. How about a lover or a spouse? That is a very strong co-creation process. Very, very much of what goes into two people living together and being together and committing their lives to each other is co-creation. And the best, closest, most dear relationship you will ever have on this planet, if you are a woman, is that of the relationship between you and your child. Those bonds are very strong. Um, they are hardwired inside of you. And so let's make the best of that relationship with your child or your children. Let's co-create 
at its best. And don't forget your friends and even your pets. You are co-creating. I want you to look at the world differently from today on. You are co-creating with everything alive in your environment. I did an experiment once with a rose. I put it in a cup. I was at work. Someone gave me a rose and I put it in a cup and I talked to it. I said, you are the most beautiful rose on the planet. I love you. And every time I walked past it, I spoke to it. And mysteriously, that rose outlasted anyone else's flowers or any rose, single rose that I had had before that. And it made me stop and wonder, what, what was the only difference? And that was that I put energy into my relationship with the flower. I sent it love. I spoke to it. So people with a green thumb all understand that. What they're doing differently includes paying attention to and giving time to those plants. All right, so you may have a relationship with a parent, a friend, a colleague. Maybe you have a mentor or a coach. You are still co-creating, even though they are the ones helping you. It's still a co-creation. So how do you make your work with others, your relationships with others, better, stronger, and co-create to have your best life now? Well, you must do the pre-work. You must pre-pave. Now, pre-paving is getting the ground ready for what's to come. If you've ever watched anyone put in a road, they first must make sure the ground is level. Then they must pat it down and make sure the ground is nice and sturdy and, um, and, and stiff and not loose in some areas with sand and other areas having hard dirt below. So they must first ready the ground, then they pre-pave. <clears throat> And finally, they're going to put the paving down and the road will be finished. So how can you pre-pave? How can you do the pre-work for getting together and having a collaboration or doing some co-creation with others? Whether it is your pet when you go out for a walk with your dog and put the leash on, or whether it is if you're going in front of a group and you're going to teach them something, no matter what situation you're in with others when you're co-creating, there's, there are things you should do first. And here's one of them. Personal growth. Yes, being a lifelong learner, a continual learner, means that you are doing what will prepare you to bring your best to the situation. When I get on the get ready to get on the phone with one of my two daughters, I have done the pre-work. I have read the books on parenting. I have done the activities. I have raised my two daughters. So now that they are adults, when I get on the phone with them, I have already prepaved that road. I am already ready because of my personal growth to be the best, to bring my best to the situation. Number two, learn along the way. When I consult with my clients, I very often have them learn this, which is plan, execute, review. And planning is before you go out and have your meeting or do your whatever your work is. And then obviously execute is when you're doing it. And then review is at the end. Afterwards, you review. You take a few moments by yourself, either journaling or filling out some form or even just thinking in your mind as you take a walk. How did it go? What did I do good? What could I have done better? How could I have made that meeting or that time together better? So plan, execute, re review helps you to learn along the way. 
You've done your personal growth, you're learning along the way, and then third, match energy. If you're with someone whose energy is too far from your own, it'll be hard for you to relate, hard for you to understand each other, and therefore hard for you to co-create. If you're a happy, bubbly, friendly person like me, and you're co-creating with someone who's very calm and slow and easygoing, yes, number four is to appreciate the differences because it pulls you to a middle ground and you don't know everything. Other people have something to bring to the table. That's why it's called a co-creation. <laughs> You're not the only one doing it. The two of you are doing it together, or could be more than two. So matching the energy is helpful if you're too far away, if your energy is too different. If someone comes to you after having had something very sad happen to them, they're not gonna appreciate you being too happy and bubbly. They need to first slowly get there, first be neutral, and then be a little happy, and then they can be very happy. So you want to kind of match energy. And salesmen are the best at this. If you walk into a department store and you walk in slowly and calmly and you're talking slowly, they will match that energy and speak to you slowly because they know about mirror and matching. They know to match energy. And if you come in instead happy and bubbly and laughing and talking and telling jokes, they will try to match that energy by being more upbeat and trying to meet you where you are. So when you are in any kind of collaboration, think about that. Think about matching energy beforehand so that when you are in that situation, you will have that on your mind, on your radar, and you'll remember that and it'll help you with your co-creation. And then, like I said, number four, appreciating the differences. None of us know everything. We can learn something even if someone does something that is not good. I might even want to say particularly when someone does something that really gets you upset and irks you, they are your teacher. <laughs> you can learn from that probably more than if they were easygoing and uh, a breeze to be with or fun to be with. So do your pre-work, pre-pave the road. And then when you're together with whomever it is that you're going to be co-creating, recognize all these things that we've been talking about that you can have a better co-creation if you put attention and energy on it. Let's say, for example, you have to co-create um, with somebody that you really didn't want to have to work with. Well, you can do Fair Roads and Fine Weather, which is something I teach in my Better Relationships Guide. Fair Roads and Fine Weather is, hey, John, listen, um, don't forget we have to meet at the corner of 5th Street and um, Center, Center Drive at 7 p.m., okay? Don't forget. Listen, I got to go. Bye. It is quickly disseminating the information and moving on. That's fair roads and fine weather. And sometimes that's the best way to prepave for a future get together or something that's going to happen for a collaboration. So you can also do that. And no one can tell you that you have to always talk to or work with everyone who shows up in your life. You can decide, you know what? that certain friend I have that's no good for me, that causes me to do things that are bad, that I feel sorry for and regret later and wish that I didn't do them, I've decided I'm not going to be friends with that person anymore. I do not have to co-create something I don't want to create. I'm moving on from that. And you can find a way to maybe do fair roads and fine weather with that person. 
And I know it's not always easy. Let's say it is your child who drives you crazy. You can't say, okay, that's it. You're not my child anymore. I'm done with you, (laughs) right? Some people are in our lives, whether we like it or not, and we must learn how to interact with them and take it as a learning experience. Like we're going to learn from this, how to co-create with someone who rubs rubs us the wrong way, who bothers us, who gets on our nerves. So let's see. We've talked about, do a little recap here, becoming aware, getting rid of your BS, and getting good at reconnecting with your true self, that part of you that never changes, because that's the way we succeed. We overcome our conditioning. Uh, Let me say that again. The way to succeed, because most people do not feel that they are successful when they're ready to die, the way to succeed is to figure out what your conditioning is and get rid of that bad conditioning and be the captain of your ship. Make sure that you are in charge of your life and what you're creating. Then we, and including co-creation, we can co-create better with others when we are more in charge of our own life. We're aware, we're cognizant of what we're doing that we don't wanna do and we try to change that. We're cognizant of what we're doing that is good, that's working well and we celebrate that. And we're cognizant that when we are together with others, we are co-creating. For co-creation at its best, we need to do the pre-work, personal growth, learning along the way, matching energy, appreciating differences. Have your mind open so that you can trust yourself to figure it out. I'm here to help, and I know that deep inside you, you got this. You can do this. Let's live our best lives now. Bye-bye.